welcome to Awesome in Seattle podcast. Ooh. Yeah. Meow. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, my name is Christian Awesome, and uh, I am here with the one and only Charlotte Reynolds. Hello. And Jason Saldariaga. Hey, hey, hey. I even said your name correctly. Yeah, you did. I hope. <laughs> I've only been saying it for like two years at this point. It's true. Uh, anyways, we are here to talk about Seattle and how awesome it is. And Jason wants to tell you a little bit about something that's kind of iconic in Seattle, and that is... The Space Needle. It's only a little bit iconic. Only a little iconic, slightly. (laughs) So I pulled some interesting kind of history notes. I don't want to just go through this, but just some things that really stuck out at me. The first thing being, did you know that the person who designed the Space Needle, his name is John Graham Jr. He actually was chosen because of his success um, designing Northgate Mall a few years before. Huh. Which was the first mall like real mall this side of the mississippi yep it was and clearly the architects uh, the the style was very similar he got he pulled a lot of inspiration from the the mall (laughs) yeah not so much but apparently it was cool back then yep so when the space needle was built um it which, by the way, it was built for the 1962 World's Fair. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people know that. The theme was um, the age of space, and so obviously it needed to be futuristic and all that. When it was built, though, it was the tallest structure west of the Mississippi, well, surpassing Smith Tower. Yeah. Yeah, Smith Very Tower. Very surprising. Smith Tower was the tallest building this side of the Mississippi for a long time. Yep, until the Space Needle. Yeah. And then I forget, uh, I don't know how long the Space Needle lasted. As the I don't tallest, know either. But- it definitely is not the tallest anymore. No. It's actually fascinating. If you look at pictures of Seattle skylines, the Space Needle was so tall. Now it's very much dwarfed. Yeah. But you don't really notice because it's so it's far so removed far. from yep. the uh, high rises. It was renovated a couple times over the years, but then a huge renovation started in 2018 mm-hmm. um, or was finished in 2018. There's still a few sections that aren't done. Um they have the world's first and only revolving glass floor, which they call the loop. It's yeah. 500 feet above the ground. Have That's you guys crazy. been up there yet? Yeah. It's yeah. really nice. I haven't been up there since they finished. Neither have I. So they used to have a restaurant on, that, on the bottom floor. If people don't know, up in the Space Needle, there's two floors. Mm-hmm. And the bottom floor rotates, and it was a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And when they renovated, they removed the restaurant, um, quote-unquote, temporarily. And uh, renovated the whole thing. And so now you can go up on the top, the observation deck, which, which is stationary. Move. Yeah. I mean, that's where they have benches that kind of lean back and they're glass benches and they lean out the side, Whoa. over the side. Um, it's cool. It's, it's a fun Seattle thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then the bottom floor where the restaurant was is just an open space now. So it's great for kids. I went with one of my cousin's um, children. She's like six years old and she loved, she just sat for like 30 minutes um, on the, on the glass floor, just looking down 500 feet. It was really cool. She really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah. That is terrifying. (laughs) What's scary is when somebody comes by and like a little kid and is being really aggressive, dramatic and yeah. And you're like, just, you're going to break this glass. (laughs) What they should do is they should do like a, a, for Halloween, make it look like it cracks. Yeah. Like that one bridge. Did you see that in somewhere in Asia? China or something. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Oh, Oh, it's so scary. And the floor like pretends to crack, but it's just a video screen. That is scary. You see like videos of people people just freaking out. Like they lay down and they're (laughs) like crawling. Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, not that that would help if it really broke, but you no. know, no. whatever you can do to comfort yourself, right? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, a few just random facts. When it was built, it was built really quickly in less than a year, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. The engineering behind the Space Needle, it's actually ve- viewed as a very safe place in a an earthquake. Apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently the core, if you remove like the legs that come out yeah. on the sides, those aren't required. It would stand up if... It was just the core. That's my understanding. Don't hold me to that one. Somebody test it. <laughs> Let's just cut the legs yeah. out from under and see. <laughs> um, I love this fact. The motor that rotated it or uh-huh. rotates it originally was 1.1 horsepower. That 0.1 was so required. It was upgraded to a 1.5 horsepower motor. Oh, my god! I think now it's like six or something. But anyways, Jeez. I thought that was interesting. Well, they, I mean, I don't know how many, how many pounds of i think i saw this fact i think it was like thirty-seven thousand pounds of glass was added during the renovation hmm that might change its earthquake resistance yeah <laughs> maybe just a little just a little <laughs> just slightly yeah. i remember uh in the i think it was the 90s early 90s uh there was a show called almost live which was kind of like a spin-off seattle's version of saturday night live and they did an April Fool's Day prank where they made it look like the Space Needle fell and it was a breaking news report. <laughs> and a lot of people thought it was real. and They got in big trouble for it. But, yeah. But you look at the video now and you're like, that doesn't look real at all. But yeah, back I then. Yeah, back then the yeah, quality Quality is slightly, slightly different. Yeah. 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 Anyways, the, the glass floor, it weighs 37 tons and has a total of 10 layers of structural glass. And the top layer has a scuff layer that's made to keep the glass clean from shoe marks. And they um, they swap out that scuff layer regularly. I will say they're always cleaning it. They kept coming up to me yeah. like a motorized thing. And I was like, I'm not getting up. I have a six-year-old. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a full-time glass keeping team. And there's wow. 20,000 square feet of glass that they have to clean throughout the day. What if that was your job? My job is to clean the glass at the Space Needle all day every day there's like painting the golden gate bridge exactly (laughs) once i once i finish i start again did you know on a real estate note side it's the only privately owned parcel of land on the seattle center campus can you guess how big you think that piece of land is um (laughs) it's 120 feet by 120 feet that's it it's tiny yeah that's all i was thinking that yeah Yeah, it's much smarter than you realize yeah. Just the ground there. Yeah. So uh, it's located, like you said, in Seattle Center, which is mm-hmm. the, basically the fairground that was built in 1962 for the World's Fair. Yep. Um, and the other pretty famous building there, there's multiple, but probably the second most famous is Key Arena. Mm-hmm. Now called, or currently called, what is it, the Seattle Center Arena because they don't have naming rights yet? Yeah, but they don't, it would cost too much to take the signage off. They had the signage for Key Arena up for 10 years after After the the lease expired. It was more expensive to take it off and put up something temporary than to just leave it. So they just left it. I actually didn't even know that it wasn't called the Key Arena anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Probably mostly because it still has the signage up there. Exactly. That's that's like the Sears Tower. It's called Willis Tower now. I mean, see, I didn't know that either. Didn't know that either. Well, and it's like when they changed the stadiums, like mm-hmm. it was called Questfield forever after Correct. they changed it. Like I still call it Safeco now, even though it's T-Mobile Park. Yeah. So it yeah. just takes a while. But anyways, they're renovating Key Arena. It's supposed to be open in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It is really interesting what they're doing. I don't yeah. know if you know this. So they are basically removing every aspect to the arena other than the roof. Yep. They're to keeping the, point, the roof structure. Correct. Literally, yeah. they are uh, digging around 15 feet out in every direction and like 30 feet down or something. Yep. Expanding out the whole arena and building. They're going to temporarily hoist the roof up with like temp- temporary boom jacks or something. Mm-hmm. Then change the structure to hold it. And they're doing this in order to expand it dramatically. It's, yeah. it, the stadium almost is larger than the roof. It, mm-hmm. it expands out underneath. It's yeah. really crazy. There's some it videos. was one of the smallest arenas when it was in the NBA, but they couldn't do anything because the roof line was protected because the roof line was historic. So they couldn't touch it. And so that's why they're doing that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. There's yeah, some those cool videos. Those videos are there. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Where they're tearing out all the seats and then mm-hmm. driving them out of there and yeah it's pretty cool did y'all know there's a public school at seattle center yeah in those buildings just to the north of it there is isn't there it's called the center school i think hmm. and they're going they have plans seattle public schools announced i don't know if they're going to do this but they announced that they're planning on building a high school there most likely where memorial stadium is so there's another stadium that's uh, all outdoors hmm. um, and it needs some love it's yeah. a little old it's... so they're thinking they might remove that and build a school which would be crazy mm-hmm. going to school literally like 200 feet from the yeah. space needle yeah right by the fountain right by the key arena what are you doing tonight oh, I'm just going next door to the concert <laughs> it's a very I, I'm, I bet it's a very Seattle school you're like oh, yeah. a block from Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation like uh-huh. well, what are you doing this summer I'm interning at Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation where Curing the world of cancer, which would be amazing as a high school. That would be. Speaking of curing cancer and the Space Needle, they do this climb called Base to Space. And it's basically you walk up the stairs to the Space Needle, to the very top of the Space Needle from the bottom. And you raise money as, as either an individual or as a team. And the money goes to the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. And uh, you have to walk up 832 steps to get from ground level to 520 feet up. That one's coming up uh, for the fifth annual Base to Space, and that's on September 29th. Let's you guys want to go in? Let's go. Yeah. I'll awesome, see you awesome. at the top. <laughs> I'll see you at the top. Yes, after we walk to the top, Jason. I'll yeah, take the exactly. elevator. All 43 seconds. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's uh, talk about the real estate market since, you know, we are real estate agents. That's what we do all day. <laughs> Who has an update? No. Um, I have some interesting tidbits about rates. Ooh, um, interest rates? Is, yes, interest rates, which is, you know, a pretty big thing when you buy a house. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're at almost a two-year low right now. Um, we're hovering somewhere in the threes, Yeah. Um, which is crazy low that's super crazy low like i remember when they were in the threes like you said about two years ago and that was just insane that they were ever that low and then they raised slowly and people were like yeah we'll never see threes again ever like that's just stupid that they were that low because it's all artificial because the government's buying down rates blah 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 pumping more money into it but yeah the fact that we're in the threes is crazy yeah, because it's the biggest thing that really impacts your monthly payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so compared to a few months ago, the difference in payment is about, well, almost $600 a month less on a $500,000 purchase. Wow. So 
Yeah, another way to look at that, if you're looking at a $500,000 home a few months ago, now you can afford a $550,000 home. Exactly. Just... For the same exact payment. So that's some nice upgrades. Yeah, <laughs> very nice upgrades. Or saving a lot more money and buying the same priced house. For buyers, it's uh, it's amazing. We've, yeah. We have buyers who, some of them are really quick acting. Others, you know, they want to take their time. They've been looking for a few months and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I, mm -hmm. I, I uh, now I'm approved for... Fifty thousand dollars more. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. So it opens, mm -hmm. you know, some possibilities up. Yeah, and that's crazy that it happens so quickly. And that's the thing with rates; they can, they can jump either down or up very quickly. Sometimes, usually, it's going up that they go quick, not down. But in this situation, it happened pretty quick going down. Yeah. So you couple this to what we're just anecdotally experiencing and seeing in the market with our clients. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty slow, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, with interest rates where they are, it's an amazing time, I think, mm -hmm. for a buyer. Yeah. No, it you totally know? is. Because it, things are just sitting. Like, great properties are just sitting on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, things are sitting longer than anticipated sometimes. They're still, like, I was showing Charlotte. I was like, hey, this place just came on in Northgate two days ago. And I went to show it to her, and it was already pending. Yeah. I get, so, I get that one, though. Yeah. For what it was. For what it was. price point. Like, I wish I knew about that beforehand, mm -hmm. because... So there's still deals to be had out there, though, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what the point is. Um, if you overprice, you're going to sit. If you're not, you know, with a great floor plan, if you don't have a great floor plan or you don't hit a big demographic that uh, for a potential buyers, it's probably going to sit because it's pretty competitive right now. If there's a million of those little things that you meant to do over the last 10 years owning the house mm -hmm. and you just said, eh, I'll never get to that. And then you list it and there's just all, tons of issues. Yeah, it's probably going to sit. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike, you know, a year or two ago when you could have just put it on the market and you wanted to buy anything. You mm -hmm. could have three walls and they would have bought it. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. The Austin see, Seattle Podcast. See you on the Space Needle. Woo! <laughs> see you at the top. Base to space. Booyah.